0: We love music here at Trinity which is a key reason for our Lil, uh, uh, which is a key reason our Lillian came here over 2 decades ago. She especially enjoyed and valued the opportunity here for change ringing, a peculiarly English practice that results in a joyous sequence of sounds from a set of 8 bells. The only other place in Arkansas with bells suitable for this is, not coincidentally, her home church in Texarkana. We might call music a vehicle for transcendence. It raises us to heightened levels of awareness of wonderful realities beyond our full grasp or comprehension. I think I first heard change ringing on the 4th of July, 1976, after the Eucharist at the Washington Cathedral. There was no better expression of the joy of that Sunday, the joy both of gospel truth and of two centuries of our national experiment in freedom. I feel blessed to have landed here at Trinity, where Lillian and others made and make similarly joyful music through change ringing. We also appreciate choral music here as a means of bringing home to our hearts the truths conveyed in beautiful words. One anthem our choir sings that has this effect on me is Harold Friedel's setting of a poem whose origin I do not yet know. It is a prayer to Jesus And the choir has graciously agreed to sing it in this service after communion. The words go like this. Jesus, so lowly, child of the earth, christen me holy, bring me new birth. Jesus, so lonely, weary, and sad, teach me that only love maketh glad. Jesus, so broken, silent, and pale, be this the token, love will not fail. Jesus, victorious, mighty, and free, teach me how glorious death is to be. Those last words jar us, and rightly so. They go against our deeply held and even scriptural sense that death is an enemy that stands in the way of God's purposes. There is truth in this. Death is a fearsome thing that shakes us to our foundations. We are grieving a real ending. But if we look closely, the poem, this prayer, teaches that while death is an ending, it is not the ending. This prayer asks Jesus, in whom we know God's love most fully, to bring us to new birth. Death can be seen as glorious because it opens the door to newness and fullness of life beyond anything we can ask or imagine. It is the ultimate in a series of new births, going back at least to our baptisms. As our reading from Revelation tells us, God in Christ continues to make all things new death does not prevent the Lord who has overcome death from continuing to work out his loving purpose for us, a purpose which is fullness of life and peace, not only as individuals, but as a community of those God has made his own out of sheer, unfathomable love. So today is a time not only of remembering and mourning, but also of celebration. The Holy Trinity, who out of love made us and redeems us and sustains us, is not finished with Lillian or with any of us. We are all given a new beginning with God and each other, with Jesus leading us in paths of life, despite the darkness and sadness that threaten us. Echoing today's gospel, one of the brothers of the Society of St. John the Evangelist wrote of what he calls the afterlife. Jesus is the one just ahead of us on our life journey. He prepares the way for us. Even though the next step of our journey may seem scary, Jesus says, I have gone before you to prepare a place for you. Lillian was a woman of new beginnings. Her trust in our loving, life-giving Lord sustained her through hard transitions in this life and helped her move forward. As Sarah said recently, Lillian could have given up and withdrawn when her beloved husband died over 20 years ago, but instead she took hold of life anew, trusting that God had more in store for her. God still has more prepared for Lillian and for all of us than we can ask or imagine. For this, we offer thanks and praise as we move forward together on both sides of what seems like a great divide. We move forward together in union with the one who is our good shepherd and our friend.